This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. I don't know. Uh, I'm having an identity crisis. I'm not sure if it's me or if somebody has put a digital face over me. Um, Teeb, can you tell me if I'm real or if I'm digital makeup? Because I, I'm not sure. Well, take your take your finger and just jam it in your eye really, really hard <laughs> and let me know what, what your results are. That's kind of what this episode was a little bit. They, Dave Filoni and John Favreau decided to jam jam everything in Star Wars in her eyes in one hour. <laughs> There's no more room in my eyeballs for Star Wars. <laughs> so welcome to uh, Fet Fellas. This is um, Storm Duper here for Faking Star Wars Radio, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net, the Internet's finest Star Wars comedy parody and satire. And of course, with me this week is none other than T. Brontor. We'll be discussing, making fun of, laughing about, uh, being incorrect about facts from uh, the recent episode of Boba Fett. Um, it's great to have you here, T. This might be a double whopper episode. Uh, you know, we've been going around 40 minutes or so, but I I think it's going to take me 40 minutes just to try to get some emotional like support from you in dealing with what this episode is. Uh, was all about so it might go a little long just so y'all know uh, i'm used to that with you you just talk 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 yeah. but i'm here to support you in whatever way you need well i appreciate that because uh what a doozy if there ever was a doozy of a star wars episode this is it um but before we get into that teeb i want to uh you know do a little self-aggrandizing here we um we have a, a review uh from the podcast uh a loyal fan wrote in with a wonderful review. Uh, this is from Falcon Tuxedo. And Falcon Tuxedo writes, This is the best podcast since sliced portions. Especially love any and all worshipful, re- worshipful references to my favorite dark side enthusiast, Darth Jar Jar. So. Darth Jar Jar is not real, but then neither are we, and we still haven't established if uh, you know if you're real or not, Duper, because you have yet to shove your <laughs> finger into your eyeball. That's right. I'm waiting. Or, or remove my mask, which you know when I do, there's just a mask underneath, so I may very well be as fake as Mark Hamill was in this uh, episode. So, yeah, let Sebastian Stan, who has already demonstrated that he can play other people very well and other people's parts. He he's really good at playing other people's parts pretty well. It's 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 time. It's time Mark Mark Hamill. It's You're... time to let, you know, somebody else be Luke Skywalker. You're it's tired time. of the uncanny valley like destroying yes. your brain every time you turn on a Star Wars show. <laughs> yes, I was trying to explain to somebody today about the uncanny valley because uh, they weren't aware of it, and I don't know if our, our listeners are aware of Uncanny Valley. Can you uh, spend 17 minutes yes. and explain it to everybody? So basically, the Uncanny Valley is like, it's the visual equivalent of when your cat eats a bunch of pork fat and takes a monster runny crap 
in your house on the carpet and when you're trying to clean it up uh you start gagging and hacking uncontrollably um that's basically what happens with the uncanny valley uh when you see something that looks sort of real but it's just not real enough your brain goes no thank you and tries to gag it up um and that, unfortunately, uh, after watching this episode, my carpet was full of a million loaf cat hairballs that myself and all my cats and everyone else in my household watching this episode had as a result of the uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, fake fake, um, Uncanny Valley, Disney deep fake technology here. Yeah, made me physically ill to see uh, this, but... That doesn't mean it was bad. <laughs> oh, now I'd really love to hear you uh, give the uh, the Turing test uh, analysis because or, or breakdown because that was the greatest description of Uncanny Valley I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yes. So wow. if, you're not, if you're not really familiar with it, it's this idea that the closer you get to almost perfectly human, the brain then sort of clicks in with this disgust reaction, right? You can have an alien or a creature that looks nothing human and the brain will just accept it because it's clearly not a human. Um, but the closer and closer you get, uh, something happens that just makes you revolt and uh, can cause disgust and just a weird queasiness. So I think the hair is what bothered me more than anything. The hair was like really yeah. weird. It was like it didn't belong on Luke Skywalker. You know, I mean, let's talk about the bangs on Rose Tico. Let's talk about this mop, flop, mop, pop, pop, top, wop, whatever yeah. the hell it is, wig thing that like, of all the things that I thought would go wrong with having, you know, fake, 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 fake Luke Skywalker, uh, having bad hair wasn't what I would, you know, imagine I'd be complaining about. But here I am talking about Mark Hamill's hair. I mean, I feel like a like a reverse sexist somehow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody has hair like the T, okay? I mean, come on. The, the locks, they unlock locks. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? For sure. Well, we promise to get into that. All questions are uh, related to wigs and hair and digital uh, uh, creations here. Um, but first, Teeb, just uh, just to let our listeners know about our name that rank or contest, uh, let let people know what's going on with that because it's you can still enter to win. Yeah, we've actually had some really exciting entries. Um, there's uh, there's a, a guy uh, who has a podcast that I actually mentioned on the last show. Uh, their podcast is called Broaxium, and uh, he was the one that actually posted the joke about, "Hey, look, I can finally reveal that I, that I'm in, you know, the Book of Boba Fett," and it was like a total joke, and it really caught on, you know. Um, I mean, he still doesn't have the numbers that Faking Star Wars has, but I mean, of course not. You know, props to that guy. Props to that guy. Um, yeah, no, um, I don't know where I was going with this, so I'm just going to keep talking until maybe, uh, you know, like Michael Scott, like eventually I'll, I'll get right back to where I was starting with, uh, the, oh, name that rancor. Yeah. So, so yeah. he gave us a really good, he gave us a good, um, entry for that. Um, and there's been a few pretty solid contenders, but there's still time to enter. And I'd love to see just a couple more people, uh, you know, chiming in, maybe retweet some of those name that rancor tweets out and maybe we'll get some, some big names like, Absolutely. uh, Joe Rogan. I'm I'm shooting for Joe Rogan. I I'm not shooting at Joe Rogan. <laughs> Don't do that, cause he'll shoot back I, with arrows and elk meat. No, he'll just drop kick your ass. That guy, <laughs> he'll, he yeah yeah he's he's, he's the real he'll, deal. And he'll he throw ivermectin shit. and uh, um what's the other one hydroxychloroquine at Cat you. Cat diarrhea at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll throw conspiracy theories at you until you can't think clearly. So he'll make the uncanny valley <laughs> all sorts of canny up your valley. There you go. I don't know. 
Yeah, so if you haven't already, get on Twitter and tweet out uh, the hashtag name that rancor and how you'd like to name Boba Fett's pet rancor uh, in this show because we're bound to see him uh, in this fin- finale. I- I'm sure of it in the last episode. Yes, Boba will be riding on his back and yes. it'll be like uh, Iron Giant and he'll be going down the, the you know Tatooine mm-hmm. streets and mm-hmm. just messing stuff up on his Un, as of yet unnamed rancor we we need to get like you know I, like i'd really like to know what john favreau wants to name him because so far we don't have a name he needs to have a name like you know dark uh, not dark crystal uh, uh never running story give, i need a name bastion give me a name damn you otherwise the gamork wins and the nothing wins and you don't want that we also have a one more very happy announcement uh, today. With the release of this episode um, is scheduled, hopefully for Monday, February seventh. Going to try to hit that deadline because uh, us ourselves, Faking Star Wars Radio, um, and many other uh, lesser known uh, Star Wars podcasts um, are going to be a part of this event, the second annual Star Wars Podcast Day. Uh, Teeb, have you heard of this Star Wars podcast day? I did, and when I he- first heard about it, I I had to I got a little emotional because I saw that the first Star Wars podcast was in 1999. That's right, that's right. 20 23 years ago, it was called Jedi Talk. Nowadays, Jedi's don't talk; they uh they just communicate uh with the Force. But Especially back in the day, rock, when it was safe talk. to talk, you know, without being banned or uh, me tooed or um. You know, whatever uh, Jedi. The White House trying talk. to shut down this misinformation and, uh, and all that good Before stuff. Before Order so, 66, uh, when it was still legal to talk, um, Jedi's had podcasts and they talked about <laughs> Jedi things. So, this is the 23rd anniversary of that podcast. And Daniel, who's at Star Wars Pod Day on Twitter, is organized, has organized this in the past and we are a part of it this year. So, we're very grateful and uh, wish, wish the best to all the other Star Wars podcasts. Uh, polluting the airways with Star Wars nerd drivel like like ourselves. So, well, I'm really interested. Like, what what media format were people listening to this on? Like the ham radio in 1999. Well, yeah, because I mean, the internet no existed but back then. It must have been like a web show. Like maybe they just recorded on computers. Was it on yeah. GeoCities? <laughs> AOL, AOL.com. So yeah. So anyway, um, you can get at Star Wars Pod Day. Check it out. See some of the other podcasts. Uh, leave some reviews for everyone. And uh, hopefully this is a, a great way to bring some new listeners into uh, into the fold. As a Yeah, and I'd also like to find maybe some new content that, that, that I'd like to discover as well. I like discovering things. Yeah, you're, you're an interesting, curious person. So I'm sure there's got to be another Star Wars podcast out there that would capture your interest. Um, we also have a poll today, Teeb. A lot of cool stuff going on with this episode. That's why this is like a double wide. I knew this is going to be like a double wide episode. Vegan the Hut would even fit through this episode. It's so wide um, with his rotund behind. But um, uh, the question is, which cameo was your favorite in today's episode six of the Book of Boba Fett? Cloud, Greedo, Watto, or Pong Krell? Pong Krell? Is that an Atari guy? Who is that? Same species as Dexter Jetster. Um, in the Clone Wars, he was an evil kind of general secret. Like, he was a Jedi, but actually working against the the whole Jedi thing. Um, I can't remember the details, but I think there was some sort of fight with his clone troopers, as it were. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I would pick Just a nasty guy in general. 
I would always pick Claude because he's a space mechanic with no arms, and that just fascinates me on every <laughs> level, and I've always said that. And he also reminds me of Space Herpes from Ice Pirates. The Claude is also my personal favorite, being the only uh, the only creature that's allowed to look completely like a penis uh, by Disney. Um, otherwise, Disney tries to work that stuff in subconsciously, but in Claude's case, well, it's, it's very on the nose. Hasn't Dave, has Dave Filoni not have any, had any cameos? <laughs> He has. He was Wolf, I think, right? Um, but yeah, so Cloud, unfortunately, did not win this poll. He only got in second place, Teeb, with 27% of the vote. The winner, with a whopping of 39.4%, Ponkrell. So. Ponkrell. Like, the evil always wins. It always finds a way so. to win. Yeah. Damn. I'm guessing people just voted for him because they didn't know who he was. That's usually how it goes. It's the Losers. same thing when I go in to vote for, like, a, a politician. I look for somebody I've never heard of and give them my vote. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, I figure like if I haven't heard of them, then they couldn't have been that bad, you know. So that's not a bad point. Yeah, they didn't spend a ton of money, corrupt, right. and it's like I don't even know who this guy is. I got my vote. <laughs> no qualifications. They work at McDonald's. Ah, they'll probably be great at running the country. So. Or New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. So space New Jersey. What would space New Jersey be? I wonder. I think it would be the Garden State, the Garden Planet. Would yeah, garden it planet. would be. It would have to have that weird blend of like beauty and also like horrible urban poverty. Yeah, um, like it's the Garden Planet, but it's actually all parking lots, right? It's yeah, like, it's, there's like one <laughs> potted plant in the whole the planet. parking lot planet. <laughs> the but you no, can't pump your own gas. The there. No turn on left planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh the no turn left planet that, that's a that's an inspiration we really have to patent some of these ideas okay Teeb, let's get into it uh speak freely give us your rundown of episode six the book of boba fett even though we now have had two episodes when boba fett has not said a word <laughs> and he was basically a cameo in this episode yeah, 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 yeah. So Cobb Vanth, remember him, uh, the guy who gave up his armor to Boba Fett, which that was a bad idea. Bad idea, bro. Bad idea jeans. You remember bad idea jeans? Oh, heck yeah, yes. Like, bad idea open red shirt is your only protection in Tatooine. Like, I get that you're going to give up your armor to somebody who deserves it, but there's other armor, dude. Like, literally anything besides a shirt would be a good idea. So anyway, Cobb Vanth, he finds like a drug deal going down and the pikes, and he's like, not in Moss. Pelgro or Pel Pelgar or whatever the hell it is, and then uh, he like kills three of them and he lets one of them live, and then he like knocks the spice over, and then uh, we see Mando flying to somewhere unknown, and um, he is given the the silent droid treatment by R two D two and all these other droids that are like building a, a training studio, like a dance studio, I guess, in the middle of nowhere. I thought it was and, a sauna. Uh, like, it looked like a Korean-style sauna to me, like the egg. Ah, yeah. maybe, maybe. Uh, and then he um, sees them, like, all building that, and then he, he sees Ahsoka, and Ahsoka is like, I'm sorry, this is not your visitation weekend, sir. And he's like, oh, I got a gift for the kid. Can I at least give the kid a gift? And she's like, I'll <laughs> give it to him. And then she doesn't give it to him because she's a horrible tor Torguda, Togrudo, Tuxedo, whatever the hell. Uh, yeah. And then um, uh, Boba Fett, like, uh, recruits um, people from this place called Freetown. And then Cad Bane shows up and, like, murders Cobb Vanth. And he's like, you're going to wish you didn't give away your armor. And there was, like, some guy wearing fatigues, uh, uh, the Marine Corps fatigues, 
and then he gets killed because he's an idiot. He was like a, a total red shirt from the minute you see him. And then uh, there's also like about a 40-minute training montage where you actually see Grogu being, wait for it, folks, trained uh, in the Jedi ways, unlike uh, certain other people, Ray, uh, who uh, had no training. And then um, he's given a choice at the very end of the episode, and it's, would you like to have a lightsaber or would you like to have this kick-ass Beskar chainmail and go hang out with your space daddy? Would you like we have to no be, idea what he chooses. Would you like to be Yoda from the prequels or would you like to be Frodo Baggins? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was sitting there the whole time like, I don't even know which one I want him to choose. Uh-huh. That's what's so crazy. <laughs> like, that, this episode had, uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but this episode was just chock full of like actual drama like actual tension like i have not felt in a long time i'm still recovering i've watched it twice already and watched about three hours of commentaries and stuff and i mean this is how weird this episode was like these are the weird times we live in when the most real practical character in the scene is an orange spinster Oompa Loompa with Crest Toothpaste squirts on her head. <laughs> like, that was the most real character in the entire episode, basically, because Grogu's a puppet, <laughs> and Luke Skywalker is made inside of a Dell computer. <laughs> it's just like Ahsoka Tano, <laughs> the most relatable character <laughs> in the in the show. Um, the other guy's a tin can, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, what a yeah. bizarre, bizarre combination of stuff that, I mean, you cannot write this. Like, if you told me a year ago, oh, yeah, we're going to have a show with Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano, Luke Skywalker, and Grogu all on a, on a Vietnamese uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon planet, I would have been like, uh, you know, what death sticks have you been smoking, buddy? <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. It yeah, seems to me like Lucasfilm must have up the ante they must have hired in the times of the pandemic here a a new like fanboy service coordinator who checks in with every episode of the shows to make sure that there's enough fanboy service uh you know overflowing um from the show uh, okay but you have you have either you, this is the two very like the two extremes you're gonna get right you're gonna either get the fanboy are going to get the woke, right? So if I have to choose between <laughs> fanboy or woke, yeah. So you're either going to get John Favreau or Kathleen Kennedy, right? Like that, that, that's it. And and you have the the yeah those two meters that that kind of guide what type of episode you're going to get at that moment. So is John Favreau like Yoda's lightsaber, and Kathleen Kennedy is the Mandalorian chainmail, and we as fans have to choose which style of Star Wars we want? Because it kind of feels like that at this point. Because I, I mean, as much as I loved this episode, I still am like, what the f- <laughs> is going on at Lucasfilm? <laughs> like, the the monkeys are running the show now. I think, aren't they? Well, I'm a fan, and I'm a boy, <laughs> and I, I'm a fanboy, and I keep saying, give me more fanboy crap. You cannot give me enough fanboy crap. I, I don't care, right? Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, it's all fake. I hate to break it to everybody. It's all fake. And <laughs> so just enjoy what you enjoy. Have your head cannon. I got my head cannon playing like all the time anyway. I'll be in a meeting at work, and I'll be hearing somebody talk about something really important, and all I'm thinking is, Okay, but what, do I want Grogu to be a badass, or do I want him to be like a stoic little, you know, Jedi who's obviously going to be ineffectual because the First Order comes along and 
But, so wait, does Kylo Ren kill Grogu? I don't know. Who knows, man? We we I hope oh. we don't find out. I hope we don't find out. It should be left mysterious in my opinion. Um that was actually one thing I liked about this episode was when Luke was like, mm, Grogu, do you want to remember? And Grogu's like, wah, wah, wah. and Luke puts his hand on him and does the Vulcan neck pinch or whatever, the mind yeah. meld, the Vulcan yeah, Jedi mind, mind meld. meld. Um yeah. I was I was for a brief moment. I was terrified that we were going to get like a flashback of like a frog sized baby Grogu on a swamp planet with millions of other little Yodas running around. And like then like a Jedi walking and it's like, hmm, this nameless species is strong with a force and like catching him in like a butterfly net and bringing him, you know, or something like that. That was I was afraid we we're going to learn too much about Yoda species. Thank God they didn't do that. Um so that was that was cool. Uh, I was I was a fan of that. I can't remember where I was going with this. But what about the frogs? We need to talk about the frogs. What yeah. was the what was the lesson of the frogs? I was talking to somebody on Twitter about it, and and they were like, well, you know, I looked at it like the frogs were like, uh, you know, you can you can have more if you're more patient or something. I don't know. I I not really I didn't really know what the hell they were talking about or what what that point. What was the point of that? I think Grogu was having trouble, like you know, holding the frog, uh, you know, appropriately, and and he was doing it for selfish purposes. Whereas Luke was like just raising up all the frogs to show his balance with the Force and how he could be like you know vegan because he didn't eat them. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um. I yeah. There were there were a lot of things. Let's 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 say this first, okay? There were some problems with this episode. Main thing that I thought, okay, thinking back to episode five, they could have easily shortened up that mechanic scene and introduced Luke and Grogu at the end of that episode with Mando going to the planet. We don't need to see these ants creating the Jedi Temple. We don't need to see all of that backstory um, and all that garbage. He could have like talked to Ahsoka, and then like the episode could have ended with him seeing Luke and Grogu having their picnic on the hill, like from afar or whatever, you know. And then he'd be like, "I need to give him this," and then cut. Okay, whatever. And then we could have had more time this episode to go into that frog force um, fiasco. Uh, how do you do that? Get some more, te- you know, force um, things in there uh, with with Grogu's training. Um, I mean, there was some stuff there. It was pretty cool. Um, but then, but then here's what here's the problem that this is, that this creates for us now. We just spent forty minutes watching Luke train Grogu. Do you care at all <laughs> what's going on in Jabba's palace in that back to tank with Boba Fett now? Like, how are they possibly going to go back to that storyline and have anyone care at all? Because I, for one, completely have forgotten about the Sand People, about Ronnie Raider, about all the fiasco that he had, you know, uh, finding the um, the bikers and, and all of that, the Nictos. It's not even in my mind. It's gone. It's like, it is true that once you put Luke on the screen, everything changes and nothing else even matters. A, even a fake Luke, even like a like a hologram Luke. Yeah, yeah. So that's or a problem a for this show, don't? Wouldn't you agree, Tib? No, I completely disagree. I think that that they can both live within the same mind panel in my head like I think about it like a comic book right it's like you have a lot of things going on in comic books these days 
and I have a very complex mind, and so it's not it's not difficult for me to appreciate multiple things at the same time. Like, can you chew gum and walk? Mm, I I disagree. There can be only one. I, the feeling I had after this episode, it was like it's kind of like five episodes build up, nothing really happens that much, and then it was like we got our entire pillowcase of Star Wars Halloween candy and chowed down on it, and it was gone in two hours. And then you have that that panic, you know? It's like, wait, wait, where's the rest of my candy? Oh no, it's all gone forever. Like, how are they possibly gonna top this? You can't. Well, then that's what they have to do. He has to choose the Beskar armor, and he has to go be with... Okay, let me put it like this. Grogu enjoyed flame-broiling those stormtroopers. That's true. Do you remember that? He, he has a little bit of dark side in him. I don't remember... People don't remember. He's got a little bit of the darkness in him. He eats frogs, even in front of the mom. He was like, I'm going to eat those eggs. You watch, lady. Like, he didn't care. Like, he wants what he wants, and he goes after it. That's that's Grogu. Fair I enough. think he's going to choose to go back with Boba Fett. Because, like you said, to your point, we've gotten the, the Halloween candy. Where do we go from here? Well, we go back to Boba Fett. And we go back to the roots. Not Boba Fett. I'm sorry. We go back to Mandalorian, right? We go back to the roots of this entire show, hmm. which is hmm. Wolf and Cub. Interesting. So he's going to choose the Beskar. Do I want him to? No, I want him to stay with Luke and train and be a little badass Jedi. But okay. honestly, where would they go with that? To Kylo Ren's lightsaber through the heart. That's yeah, the only well, place it could end up, right? And well, you know, thirty years later, see. that's like thirty years later. That like so then Grogu would be eighty, and he'd be like like in his awkward teens, right? Oh, hey guys, oh <laughs> Kylo Ren, you're such a jerk. I wanted to play that game too. Oh, I'm gonna go in my room and pout now. Oh, I got pimples. Basically, I don't know. So, what was the best part of this episode to you, Teeb? Zoom out here and, and tell us. Uh, everyone wants to know what you thought was the best part of episode. Zoom six. out. It's so easy on this one. Cad Bane makes probably the coolest entrance in any live action Star Wars since the 80s. Okay? So, he walks on the scene. That silhouette. He, he he does the thing where he looks up and everything like Clint Eastwood, like good, bad, and ugly, and and he basically kills Cobb Vanth without even ever saying his name to the guy. Like twice, Cobb Vanth asked him, "Who are you?" He didn't even respect him enough to tell him who he is. He just killed him in cold blood, like no, shot him down like a dog in the street. I don't want to take this. The I want to derail your point here, but I mean, just just for specifics, uh, most people think that he's still alive. That he got like a uh, you know shot in the gut, but he's gonna survive. Because if you uh, uh, are they gonna f do like a mod on him? Like well, if you turn on the subtitles, Shane? you can actually hear people saying, "Get a med pack." Is he gonna be okay? Like, yeah. Uh, so, so actually, the the deputy <laughs> he he's done. Uh, the annoying deputy is definitely uh, shot to smithereens. They didn't even try to help him. But uh, I yeah. think we we have not seen the last of Cobb Vanth. Interesting. It seems like he uh, survived the slaying. And, you know, it is almost like um, uh, Cad Bane didn't want to kill him, but he just wanted to give him that warning. Uh, because, you know, I mean, it's Cobb Vanth. It's, it's, uh, it's Cad Bane. If he wants to kill you, he will kill you. Right? And he mm -hmm. had the opportunity to make sure that he did the job, and, and he didn't, like, take some extra shots. So I don't think he actually wanted to kill him, but he just wanted to send I a message. I disagree. I think he didn't even care. He didn't give his name. 
You understand, when you're gonna kill a guy, you give him your name. Unless you really don't even care. He didn't even care. He shot him. He doesn't care if he lives or he dies. Hmm. It's, it's, it's not important to him, because that wasn't his job. His job wasn't to come there and kill. If his job had been there to go and kill Cobb Vanth, Cobb Vanth would be dead. I agree with you there. His job was to go there and intimidate Freetown, hmm. which he did. It, this is basically the setup for the, the Magnificent Seven. I don't know if you are sure. aware of that, but this is basically the Magnificent Seven. This is uh, to a T. I mean, Mando and Boba Fett might actually even show up with seven warriors. I mean, then it would be like the Seven Samurai, which is what the Magnificent Seven was based off of was the Seven Samurai. And then they have Dymos in that, right? So. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know it's a I ripoff. Mean, the question is, what did it rip off and how much? <laughs> All I know is I really wish I had known John Favreau when I was a kid because I would have loved to play action figures with that kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. We had some lots of fun. That's what I told you. This whole thing is just John Favreau tricking Disney into letting him play with action figures in real life and, you know, with people. It's amazing. And he's getting paid money for it. I mean, the guy is money. He is so money. When you need an orthodontist, what matters most? Expertise? Care? Price? What if you could have all three? When your smile matters, you can trust the experience of Cad Bane to create a beautiful, healthy smile. How do you know if you need braces? With free consultation and several locations to choose from, Cad Bane Orthodontics makes it easy to find out. We offer braces for children and adults to help make your smile memorable just like Dr. Bain. And for a limited time, we're offering braces for adults and children for just 4,950 credits. So schedule your complimentary consultation today at Cad Bain Orthodontics, where you can meet our wonderful doctor. Here's what Cad Bain has to say about your smile. Stay put and let things play out. Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked with the Empire. Get free teeth sharpening if you mention this ad. Learn more at IHateBobaFett.com. So I liked, um, I mean, everything you've said I agree with. But the thing that I thought was cool was that they gave Cad Bane these really sharp, sinister teeth. Like yes. they were so spooky looking and horrible. And I was like, no wonder you are so grouchy. I mean, to have to floss those has to be just a nightmare. Um, and it, it was, it made him just a bit more sinister than how we've seen him in the uh, animations and a bit scarier too, because those red eyes, they play different on film. Uh, and so I liked, I don't know if they use CGI or if that was an animatronic mask. I, I would think it has to have been CGI uh, because to do those teeth with a, a practical effect, I think would be really hard, right? Because you'd have to, it's subtractive makeup then, which I don't think you can really do. Um, no, I, I thought, agree. I, I thought, thought when I saw the teeth, awesome. that, that was definitely more intimidating to me than the eyes, which mm -hmm. I thought was interesting because... You know, the eyes are the windows to the soul, and the teeth are the windows to your butthole. So, <laughs> I don't really know. 
like you know oh, God. but you, you got to think he's going to masticate you he's going to chew you up and sh- shoot you out of his butthole can i so can i quote like, you on that the butthole the soul of the digestive system <laughs> sure why not <laughs> oh, you want to talk about cat diarrhea earlier i'm oh, just I going know, up right? your yeah. uncanny valley i'm going right down your uncanny valley you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, babe. Right down that kind of man. So what? What could you have done without in this episode? Escape the Sarlacc, the Fugazi, Fugazi. Forget about it, Teeb. What? What did you think needed to get cut and left on the floor? Nothing. Wow. No, I'll take it back. Uh, this is this is credit though to somebody uh, that I live with, somebody in my harem. Um, uh-huh. I could have lived without seeing the droid slaves building the uh, the the sauna. Seriously, after, right? What's that? Seriously, right? Yeah, seriously. Because, like, remember in Solo, the whole droid revolution, the droid re- revolt, my droid, <laughs> brothers and sisters! Freedom! So, Luke is okay with using slave labor to build his Jedi sauna? I mean... Not cool, bro. I didn't have a problem with it for that reason, because it seems like those droids, those ant droids, are not sentient. So they don't have a concept of self, so it's okay to enslave them. Um, but <laughs> so it's just because they're stupid. Yeah. it's okay to enslave them. That's but what they, you're telling me. Yeah, but the thing well, I based on that, based on that alone, then L three thirty seven should definitely have been enslaved. Okay, because <laughs> she was a dumb <laughs> b. Right. I don't know if it really worked for me conceptually that this Jedi Knight from Tatooine goes off to train this this singular character and they're trying to hide from everything and Luke just happens to be able to source like hundreds of ant droids to build his temple like I feel like that would be a very sacred process and that it would have to be done by hand or with some loving attention and care rather than just program some droids to build it for you like in a 3D printer. I mean, it just it just seems stupid to me that you would build the sacred Jedi temple uh, school um, in that sort of modernistic, uh, you know, way. I don't know. No, I guess that's a good point. They, they, I mean, if he had a school and not just some little green frog person as his first student, then, you know, he could have... He could use a, like a training uh, uh, opportunity, right? Like this is a training opportunity. You are going to build your own uh, domicile, right? You're going to build your hmm. school brick by brick using. It's like that. It would force. be like that Nathan for you episode, you know, where they um they get people to pay to be able to move other people from house to house because they get exercise lifting the boxes and the furniture. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, show, but uh, he, he commits, he, he convinces people to pay money to, to exercise uh, by, by giving free labor to this moving company that's like struggling. Um, so this is kind of the force equivalent. It's like, come on, Padawans, like you're going to have to use right. the force to move these right. rocks to build your own school. Um, oh, to your point, I mean, and then you think about droids. You don't, you don't really equate Luke Skywalker with, having a ton of droids at his at his beck and call right like no he's got really. r2d2 and maybe c3po when he's not doing his protocol things i mean r2d2 yeah. is always going to be part of luke right like that's just just going to be part so. of who he is but yeah like the whole android things it just doesn't really it, it felt like it was out of place i agree and even Ahsoka, like, oh, don't mind them. They're just building the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. what are you talking about? What the hell does this have to do with anything? Very and they weird. Build, they build him a bench. 
it's like that's like so mafia, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, you don't have an appointment. Oh, we're gonna make you wait. Uh, go sit over in the, and then you're still over there and you're waiting. And they're like, oh, we're gonna build you a bench and you can wait. You know, it's like I know, was waiting I on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You want me to wait here? Yeah. Oh. And then he goes to sleep on it. That's a lot of trust, by the way. For like, I don't know any of these people. I'm just gonna sleep next to all these androids. Like, what if uh, to, again, they're not real bright. What if they accidentally grabbed his head and tried to use his head as a brick while he's like sleeping? That would suck. Or they take his best car off, like Boba Fett got done by the Jawas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of trust, and and he doesn't even like droids. All right. Nobody well, um, droids. I I I know that I always sound negative when we come to this part, and I'm not trying to be pedantic or you know anything but i just this isn't the thing i hated okay but but this is just a question i'll get on to the thing that i really didn't didn't like at all but this is a simple question uh teeb you're a knowledgeable person how did the mando know where grogu was yeah i've seen a lot of people asking that and okay let me put it like this that's his space baby you know where your kid is. So he's just got some times. tracker or something, or Luke told him that we didn't we didn't see this at the end of the season two. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to this planet here. That's super top secret because I'm the only Jedi left in the galaxy, and nobody should know where I am. But if you need to send me a Valentine's Day card, uh, here it is. <laughs> so. Well, it'd be kind of hard to start recruiting Jedi if nobody knows where the hell you are. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. The Jedi Academy he, does get built and with the knowledge of the Republic. The, he probably the looked Republic. him up on LinkedIn, you know, Jedi Academy at this planet. No, but honestly, you know where your space baby is if you're a good daddy. I'll accept that. If you're a good that. space daddy, you know where your kid it is. It wasn't a, an episode ruiner for me, but it was just a question I had. But this is something that I feel a little more strongly about that made no sense to me. Uh, and I just thought it was poorly conceived. It was just used as a plot device. Um, to introduce a character and really it was it was poorly baked um, so you want to see like a whole so, scene where they have like a Lando system Lando no, 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 system no, 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 no. Is this is what guy? it was this is what it was okay the beginning of the episode uh, Corn on the Cob Vanth comes out and he sees these pikes in a one speeder okay four of them with a cantono of money it looked like and a chest of Golden sand. Spice. The spice. Yeah. Golden sand. I'm going to call it golden sand. By the way, the spice should be sparkly. It should have like a pink hue or something like that. It should not look like just like normal brown sugar. Um, no, that's after it's been treated. Oh. You're, well, you're, okay. This is after it's been, yeah. But when it when it's raw, it's sparkly like that. This has uh, been um, cut. I got it. Okay. Okay. They've they've mixed in brown sugar in it to, to double their profits. But yes. why, why is one speeder of drug dealers going out all together through millions of acres of barren desert to a town to do their super secret drug deal with each other in the speeder. Like what? I, I don't understand here. You're, I think Why you're are the these end. people there doing a drug deal in Moss Pelgo if for no other reason other than we need a way to show that Cobb Vanth is back in this show. I thought that was really stupid and made no sense at all. So I hated it. Well, okay, but it's like Breaking Bad, right? Like maybe we saw the end result of the drug dealer drug deal. Was there maybe another party involved and this was the end of it? Or was it about to happen? But that, to your point, why would they have both? They'd have the product and the money? That doesn't make sense. That's what I'm Unless saying. Unless they double-crossed somebody, murdered them, 
and we're about to leave. Uh-huh. Because like it, se- it made it seem like the Pikes are this criminal syndicate from other planets who are just going to Tatooine together to sell each other spice on Tatooine. <laughs> it's like, huh? That's not a good business model. I think we need to interview Vince Gilligan and ask him if he can elaborate, elaborate on that Elaborate, yes. Uh, get him on Twitter maybe and ask he can. him. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should be like, Vince Gilligan, please explain why these four pikes were doing a drug deal with themselves in the middle of nowhere in one car. Yeah. That's a really great question, actually. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I thought long and hard about it. Um, I, there was something bothering me about that scene, and, and I finally figured out that it was because it makes no sense at all. <laughs> so, in any case, other than that, great episode. Uh, probably my second favorite, of course. Uh, nothing touches episode two uh, with the Tuscan, uh, the Tuscan ayahuasca dance, but, um, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker is a close second. So. Okay, Teeb, it's time for our Sound Scavenger game. Uh, I will tell Yay. you, you know, so far this uh, season with this show, they've been very easy. Um, oh, and you have been uh, knocking them out of the park without any difficulty whatsoever. So I decided with this one to actually try to make it a little bit challenging and really uh, try to find something super difficult for you to humiliate you. Okay. Well, I did have a really hard time with the the Kendrick Lamar one. I didn't even know any of his music, and I I pooped the bed. I poodooed the bed on that one for sure. Yes. yes. Well, and then the other one, you thought I knew Flashdance was my favorite movie, so that was on you. <laughs> All right. So um, the idea here is try to connect this sound file uh, or clip somehow with this episode of the Book of Boba Fett. You've got a Corvette. Oh, shit. It's a nice van you got here. Yeah, really. But you can't tell from up front. Go on back and uh, check it out. Nice. Who did the work? Some friends of mine. You know, in exchange for services rendered. Services? What kind of services? You know what I mean. Hey, bring us up a couple of cold ones, which, and we'll uh, talk about it. So, what are you going to Vegas for? A summer job? Uh uh. Full time, sugar, from now on. Hey, how old are you? You know what I'm talking about. You've met girls like me. Yes. I'm a hooker, for Christ's sake. What? What? You mean like a prostitute? Well, you know, like a trainee, anyway. I mean, there comes a time when every amateur goes pro. Any ideas there how that uh, clip might connect possibly with this episode of The Book of Boba Fett? Well, I do, actually. I've never seen this movie, but I am aware that it exists, and I really want to watch it at some point. It is a movie called Corvette Summer. You're right. That is the name of the movie. You're correct. And that is Mark Hamill and Annie Potts, Meemaw, from Young Sheldon. That's right. That's right. And uh, so the connection is that you got Mark Hamill in it? (laughs) Is that the only connection, or is that you want more, or...? No, the connection is that uh, this has a scene with two actors who have nothing to do with this episode of The Book of Boba Fett because neither of them are in it. <laughs> okay. No, you're right. You're right. Of course, it is Mark Hamill. 
Uh, this movie came out a year after uh, A New Hope, as I as I remember. It's a, you know, it's kind of a travel movie. Um, Kenny Dantley is a car loving, uh, you know, Southern California high school senior, and he has a Corvette. And then on the way to Vegas to recover his Corvette, uh, somehow uh, he meets this prostitute trainee Vanessa. Um, I've not seen the movie either, but I uh, always thought it would be interesting. Uh, directed by um, Matthew Robbins, who's also a screenwriter. Um, you're familiar with anything else he's done? That name sounds really familiar to me. So he did Batteries Not Included, if you've seen that oh, movie. God, I hated that movie. Oh, I love that. It was so funny. Um, Do you know why I hated it? What? Jessica Tandy. Her character. I have nothing oh, against Jessica yeah. Tandy as an actress. Her character, I hated her so much. Huh, huh. So much. And actually, Teeb, um, I told you that the connection was Mark Hamill, but it's actually Matthew Robbins. Because uh, Matthew Robbins was a uncredited writer on THX 1138 4EB, uh, which was a short film written and directed by George Lucas while he was at USC. So this is not the theatrical feature that came out in 1971, but he actually worked with George Lucas on his student short film. Um, and wow. so that's uh, very interesting. He was a part of Star Wars before there ever was Star Wars. Um, wow. So, but okay, what does that have to do with this episode, though? Uh, nothing. Like, was Matthew Robinson a writer or something on this episode? Was he a cameo, no. a voice? He was not involved in it like whatsoever. No, not at all. That I know of. But. Total fake out. I like it. But you have to imagine that he somehow absorbed the aura of Luke Skywalker as the director of Mark Hamill. And, you know, the fact that he didn't murder Mark Hamill on the set of Corvette Summer meant that Mark Hamill was still alive in order to be able to add his voice and fake CGI deep fake to uh, this episode of The Book of Boba Fett. So in a way, we have Matthew Robbins to thank for uh, this episode. Aha. <laughs> uh, well, I thought also, you, you know, from the de desert, a stranger comes could also mean like uh, uh, Danny, what's his face driving to Vegas, which is the desert. Oh, that could be. You're right. Yeah. Good point. Good so, point. I could get two points for that, which makes up for my terrible Kendrick Lamar one. So Very good. I'm back in. I'm back in 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 the, in the red because I'm red. You're so nothing red is good if you're not a point planet. grubber, Teeb. You're nothing if you're not a point grubber. So, Teeb, uh, what's the bounty for you on this episode? I mean, I have a suspicion you really liked it. You'll probably give it a million credits. A billion space bucks. Okay, very positive review. I'm going to give this one uh, a 7.5 out of 10. It was good. It was obviously spectacular seeing Luke on screen in a way that was nearly believable, um, but just weird and inappropriate overall for this show. Uh, I just... I think it's the wrong show to have uh, Luke Skywalker training Grogu. But other than that, I thought it was good. Uh, I'm excited for the finale. Um, you know, I predicted that we would see Mando uh, going to visit Grogu and giving him his little uh, armor, which is what happened. Um, and that we would also see Boba Fett accruing his army, uh, which we also saw happen. So I'm feeling like I'm doing pretty good in the prediction department. What is your idea for our finale episode, Teeb? Finale, Grogu picks the Beskar armor, goes to live with Mando. Mando joins Boba Fett. Boba Fett rides Rancor through streets. Uh, Grogu, Fennec Shand, Black Kristen, uh, all those people basically 
take out the pikes. Okay. Interesting. They get rid of the fish. The fish people got to go. So I'm predicting that Grogu is going to either pick a lightsaber or have some kind of force vision of Mando being in trouble. And Luke, being his only ride, is going to have to you know, get him a ride in his uh, space Corvette uh, back to Tatooine um, in true Jedi fashion. And while there, he's going to find out that Han Solo is also on the planet. Um, who has heard that Boba Fett is back in business because he's involved with running Spice. And so Han is going to convince Luke uh, somehow to do battle and uh, take up arms against Boba Fett. They're going to kill Boba Fett this once and for all. Finally, Boba Fett's going to be dead. Han Solo will probably shoot him. Uh, Black Kersantan and Chewbacca will have an epic Wookiee battle. Uh, it's going to look like a giant furball. And the Rancor will run rampant through the streets and eat all the pikes, uh, basically leaving Tatooine a desolate, meaningless planet yet again. So, uh, so not the whole water is going to come out of everywhere. No, I don't <laughs> think that's really in the cards season. for this season. If we do get to another season, that might be something that develops. But no, definitely, definitely not in this season. But I am predicting Han Solo. Uh, and Boba Fett have some kind of encounter. It may be positive. Han may forgive Boba. Um, that's an outside chance, but more more likely is that Han is going to put Boba Fett out of his misery, uh, and he'll send him to his eternal back-to-tank, and Fennec Shand will have to um, get a job as a server at uh, Dex's Diner. A part-time prostitute, uh, an amateur prostitute. You can be a part. Yes, yes, she'll be an amateur <laughs> prostitute. Um, you know, exactly, just like Vanessa. So, so. wait, you think Han Solo is going to be in the last episode? You I think do. Han Solo? I do. Yeah, it has to be because um, think about all the leaks uh, that have happened. You know, there was a um, a IMDb cast listing for episode seven that said Harrison Ford, and it was taken down. And the only reason you take something like that down is because you know it's true. And so I think Disney got on that. Uh, somebody leaked that information, and um, that's the way this episode is going to finish up. Okay, do you know how things get on IMDb, though? I do. I do. I put them up there, and then I wait uh, for the rumor mills to start, and then I take them down to make them look legit. See, that makes a lot more sense. I think somebody <laughs> is trolling us. There's... I think at the very the most you're gonna get is a voice yeah. at the end. I I agree. I I think we will see possibly a flashback with Boba Fett and Han Solo from the Sarlacc. Um, but no, I don't. I don't actually think that Harrison Ford is coming back for this episode. That would be ridiculous. Harrison Ford had one condition about coming back to Star Wars: kill Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so. done, bro. He is done. Well, he does like money. I mean, who doesn't? Yep. I mean, besides, you know, some other people. But the yeah. one thing I'm pretty sure about is that somehow Grogu and Luke are both going to make their way back to Tatooine. Otherwise, what was the point of this episode? I think Mace Windu is going to make an appearance. Forget yeah. Han Solo. I think we're going to get Mace Windu. Okay. He's going to be. He's going to be like um, at the end. You're going to see Boba Fett have a chance to confront Mace Windu. We're definitely that getting a second season, though, right? Like, it's not over after this. No way. Yeah, yeah no. It, I, I think that too many people love Boba Fett, 
And that is clear with how popular this series is. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's popular. It's popular in my circles. Yep. I don't look at what other people consider, like, you know, box office success and all this other stuff. I look at what what matters to me and my circle of people, my friends. So everybody I know loves it, and well, they love Boba Fett, and they're happy to see him back. Well, Teeb, it's so popular that we are going to actually have a live Twitter space on Friday, February 11th. Um, Time to be determined, but it'll probably be like, you know, between the hours or including the hours of 7 to 11 p.m. Some time in there, Uh, maybe not all four hours, but uh, we've invited a lot of other great podcasters, Star Wars podcasters to it that have confirmed they'll be coming. Uh, A lot of great guests, a lot of uh, people from Faking Star Wars will be in attendance who are part of our crew. Uh, It's going to be a great time. So it's basically a wrap party. Think of it like a wrap party. Um, So bring your spotchka. Have a great time discussing things, uh, talking about the series in general. Um, So, yeah, that's on Friday this coming Friday, uh, Friday the eleventh. Uh, so, will you wow. be there, Teeb? I will be there, and I will be wearing my tiny baby uh, Beskar chainmail armor. Adorable! I I can't wait to see that. So, uh, unfortunately, though, Teeb, that is all we have time for. Uh, go ahead, tell the listeners where they can find us. So you can follow us. Us people being at Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at at Faking Star Wars. And on Facebook, however long that's going to be around, at uh, Facebook.com slash Real Faking Star Wars. And you can submit a question for us on Twitter by using the hashtag FSW Radio, and we'll read it on a future episode. You can also get fantastic FSW t-shirts and other great gear at bit.ly slash FSW Merch. And follow me on Twitter at StormDuper. You can follow our fake ad, real ad producer, uh, and also occasional co-host Vegan the Hut at Vegan the Hut. And you can follow me on Twitter at T Brontor. That's T E B T E E B R O N T R. And follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. And be sure and always use that hashtag FSW Radio to find us. That's right. Uh, since you love this show so much and have wasted your time when you should have been working listening to it, why don't you become a Patreon supporter? Get us on patreon.com slash fakingstarwars and sign up for just a buck a month to be a patron. You'll support us fakers financially so that we can keep offering this content to you and you'll get a great reward. You can join Stephen Howard, who's our Jedi Padawan, and Jedi Knights, Darth Taxus Carlson and Keith Harmon. Also, if you haven't written us a review, we would love to read one of your reviews on the show. If you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Podchaser or Spotify, it really helps the podcast to show up when people search for Star Wars. And if you write an extra funny review, we might even offer you a job and read it on the next episode. And we also want to direct you to our Discord channel, which we are uh, working together with Cam Ray of Cam Ray Simon Productions on that. Head to bit.ly slash Cam Ray Discord to join in discussions about all things Star Wars, cat memes, and more. As always, stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all our followers, including YouTube, for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Yes, and remember, hashtag name that rancor. Do it. Do it. I'm going to go have a picnic on a bamboo hill with a little green frog now, I think, Teeb.
Thanks for listening. Please write a review for this show on iTunes or Podchaser, and be sure to visit fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network.